At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You may be into punk rock, soft rock, or classic rock, R&B, hip-hop, or house, country, techno, or techno country. But no matter what kind of music you listen to, here's something else you should hear. Please consider getting vaccinated. Talk to your pharmacist today about Comirnaty, COVID-19 vaccine mRNA. This message brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. morning and welcome to the cosmology and science podcast hope you're having a great morning and a good cup of coffee and we're going to try something new today we're going to have a monday show and we're aiming to make this weekly uh, with some updates and some news and some uh, new discoveries and explorations of things with cosmology and astronomy and science in general as well so we have two themes for this show which is about the constellations, and then also some thoughts about this really great conversation we had yesterday with the author of the book about gravitational redshift, Chris Brown. So that was uh, super uh, full of interesting food for thought and uh, just something we're going to do more of, and we're probably going to have one on this podcast in the near future as well. So the first topic though is the constellations so we are like astronomy is a little bit of a rediscovery for us so we it started about a month ago just seeing a shining star in the horizon that was really strong and clear and then a friend who's an astrophysicist just asked well is the light shimmering or kind of flickering and i said no it's kind of fully stable and then he said well then it's probably a planet and that turned out to be Jupiter. So that was just like this <laughs> stunning moment of, of seeing directly from planet Earth straight at Jupiter with just your eyes. And then we're now kind of seeing, especially Saturn, Jupiter, and Mars every night, as well as the moon. And then we're starting to get a hold of the constellations. And something happened this Thursday. Because we had, so this is north of England, kind of the the northwest part, which is a bit rough with the weather. So we have all these autumn storms. And then after five days of storms, day and night, it suddenly stopped and it was clear. And then late at night, a bit by coincidence, looking out up at the skies, it was the most clear starry night sky I've ever seen. 
it was like everything was like 20 times closer and was just looking up and seeing Orion and uh, it was just so mind-blowing and then using just the basic binoculars and looking at so you had the belt of Orion and then you have the sword and in the middle of the sword there is a, a nebula like a star birth area and uh, just looking with binoculars you kind of you see it so clearly it's still mostly like white though it's not colorful as you see on the pictures but it's still kind of straight there in front of you and then just seeing the the grandeur in some sense of of the of orion as a constellation so that continued on saturday and especially which is one of our favorite constellations at the moment with which is the cygnus the swan which is this kind of giant bird just hanging in the air towards the west horizon in the evening. And um, it's so big. <laughs> so it's just... And there's something about looking at this and suddenly seeing the shape and recognizing that this is a very ancient thing. Like this is what humans have been looking up at for tens of thousands of years and they have made kind of stories and, and imagery from the, the, the star, starry night sky. And um, it's just a bit breathtaking, all of it. So then we continued and trying to get a, like, learn more of the constellations. So um, I think for everybody, this is kind of, uh, you will find your own favorites and then maybe just start like with one part of the night sky and then you know, get into hold of a couple of the constellations there and then you can expand gradually so for us the the Cygnus and then the the Lyra the, the kind of the harp which is next to it and then also one great constellation for orientation is Cassiopeia which is this little W that you can see kind of uh, at least here in the north of England it's almost like at the, the top of the skies and it's a nice reference point to the other ones because from Cassiopeia you have Perseus, which is this kind of a, a, a like a bow, like a line, and then a little thing sticking out of it, which is uh, it's very recognizable. You kind of that was one of those things. If you just start looking at the night sky for yourself without knowing anything, you will recognize some patterns, some kind of stars that are bright and they're making little shapes in the sky and that's the case with Perseus and then you also have Arius is a very small one Pegasus is a great one and that is enormous <laughs> Cygnus is a is a big one the swan but but um, Pegasus is like five times bigger <laughs> over the with a kind of the tail and the, and the legs and everything so uh, and that's also a great point of orientation because the middle of it is this box. So once you see the box, you can kind of map out and, and find your way around the other ones. And then two last constellations that are great to start with is the big and the small bear, Ursa Major and Ursa Minor. And uh, if you know the Big Dipper, you already know Ursa Major because that is that one and then there's a yeah, a bit more sticking out of it. <laughs> and then the Ursa Minor is nice because it's um, the starting point is the North Star, the Polar Star as well, which is the which is nice to know because it's the reference point that is in the same place in this in the night sky always. 
like anytime during the night, every day, year after year, it will be at the same point, which is why it was the navigational uh, tool for for sailors for for centuries, millennia. Okay, so that's uh, the part of constellations. It's uh, it's also really great fun to to know your way around what you're seeing in the in the night sky, and then every evening, especially now, like late November, so it's getting early and dark around five. That the evenings are this kind of entertainment, kind of huge and cosmic spectacle that you can <laughs> that you can look up as long as there's no no clouds there. So. Um, it's uh this is a hobby this astronomy part with just some s- small basic binoculars is really growing and uh, we'll see we we might get some bigger ones eventually one of those sky masters for example okay so that's all about the constellations and then the second part is more towards the cosmology but also a bit more philosophy and even theology and science at large which was a super nice conversation we had yesterday for about two hours with the author of the book about gravitational redshift. And um, it was more kind of just going through some of the elements and overall topics. And then we're going to make a more focused episode and put it on this podcast in hopefully in a few weeks, I think. And um, we talked about it before, but the, the, the gist of it in that book is that the redshift. So the redshift is important. This is a bit of repetition for, for some of you, but the, the redshift is the whole foundation of the theory about an expanding universe. Because if a galaxy is really far away, it has a bigger redshift in the light spectrum. These black little bars that that are that come from uh, materials kind of in the star blocking parts of the frequency spectrum. So and when they shift, it means that it's moving, usually. But it can be other things. And then gravitational redshift is something that we get from Einstein. So what uh, we talked about yesterday, or why redshift is so crucial, is because the further away you have something, the more redshift. And then the conclusion with, with, um, with Hubble about 100 years ago was that it means that those galaxies that are farther away are moving faster. But then there could be other reasons. It's it's a bit of a jump. So to investigate the redshift is to go into that one sole premise of the whole expanding universe theory. So um, we had lots of talk about that and kind of different view, mold, <laughs> different um, ways of looking at this and modeling and seeing that you might think of gravitational fields and also kind of objects of mass as more than just a star, for example, and that the whole galaxy has a mass with a gravitational field, but also that empty space has to some degree some mass that might be too little to have an effect, but at these uh, these cosmic distances, it might explain at least parts of this redshift. So... um, that's why investigating into this single topic is crucial. And then it's also the other part of this topic is that if it turns out that this premise is not uh, it's not valid <laughs> scientifically, it's not it's a jump to conclusion that you can't really um, it might not be that certain 
it also opens up for like a wealth of new discovery. So it's more like having a focus on, let's say that there's no expansion and it's just that you have effects on the light over these huge distances. Then one might start to look at the, the universe with new eyes and then discover lots of new things. So that's, uh, that's the inspiring and, and uh, very exciting part of, of looking into this. Okay, so we're going to stop it here. We're going to try to make these Monday shows just about 10 minutes, a little bit of some inputs for the week and some updates and, again, the new discoveries. So we're going to round off here and then just hope you're still having a great morning and a good cup of coffee. I want to say thank you to all our supporters and our listeners. And uh, as always, thank you so much for listening and see you again next time. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now get any breakfast sandwich for just 2 bucks. Available only through the app. Mobile order and pay available at participating McDonald's. McD app download and registration required. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.